I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Oh, you like this song, huh? <laughs> well, I'm not sure what uh, inspired you to play Beastie Boys, but you know what? I can get behind it. Oh, because other beats you don't really get behind, or you'd be scratching your head. Well, then, maybe because they're a little bit more familiar. I don't. Who knows? Is that what you want? More familiarity? I mean, it would be nice. I got to You got to get hip to the new stuff, though, Frank. Hey, I like. There is a nostalgic part of me. Yeah, that is true. So what you want from the Beastie Boys. Some good beats right there, bro. But we were listening to it earlier here in the yeah. studio, and we were rocking out to it. So, hey, so, the, so there's your inspiration behind why we're putting some Beastie Boys on AFR today. Right, and then what you want on Easter, bro? What I want on Easter? Well, I got to work on Easter. Are they doing an Easter egg hunt at your job? <laughs> no. Are they doing anything like handing out candy? No, it's basically just go in and work. Another day. Another dollar. Yep. Will you dress up like an Easter bunny? <laughs> Why would I dress up like a creepy rabbit? Oh, oh, oh okay, it's just a creepy rabbit. But hey, some people, there was a guy at my job, he was passing out candy. He doesn't even like chocolate, but he was saying since it was Easter and it was an Easster the chocolate was in an Easter bunny bag. He decided to hand out candy. So well, I well, at maybe, least that was nice of him to do that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't really I don't know the dude's name, but I got a little bit of chocolate from him. Um but I thought maybe you would dress up as an Easter bunny. Uh no, you you could not pay me to do that. But you did put on a horse's head. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference between wearing a, a creepy rabbit suit and putting a horse's head on. Would you put on a rabbit suit? With the horse's head, then that would be creepy. okay. That okay. That what that would be kind of just stupid. Let's just uh, the horse's head on itself. Uh, it should just stand alone. What about we make another bet, and then if you lose, you put on an Easter money hat. <laughs> I don't have access to one of those. We could find one probably. Well, let's not exhaust our resources. All right, David, how's it going, man? Good, just living the dream. Nice day here in Central New York. Yeah, you went on a, a pilgrimage, didn't you? You went on an Easter Bunny pilgrimage, didn't you? You went like across the country. Yeah, yeah. Last last week I was away, so yeah, I was in Vancouver, out of the country, last. So I couldn't call in. Just busy schedule. Wait a minute, you went all the <laughs> way to Vancouver? What for Palm Sunday or what? What was the deal? No, just just some. Personal business stuff to take care of. Oh, 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 I don't want to get too deep into it. Well, I hope you had fun over in Vancouver. Yeah, found you know found a couple of retro Mike Bibby jerseys. Oh, really? Uh, mm, okay. Yep, that is the land where Bryant Reeves and Mike Bibby used to roam. That is true. Um, what about? Awesome. Did you see any Antonio ret- Daniels too? Yeah. Did you see any retro Vancouver Canucks stuff? Yep. 
even Vancouver Millionaires going way back. Ah, back Vancouver in the day. Millionaires. Yes, that was a hockey team that was there way, way, way back. Talking like the 1910s, 1920s when uh, hockey first came to Vancouver. Wow. So you got a Powell Bure jersey? Uh, no, Pat. Pavel Burry was a lot more recent. I don't. No, have, I, I know he didn't play for the Millionaires. Yeah. I know that I, he played for the Canucks. I, yeah, I, but I, I think it was during the era where they had their black jerseys that had mm-hmm. the yellow, black and gold. Yeah, with some red trim. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. And then the Canucks win won the Stanley Cup. No, no, no. They uh, they ended up they ended up uh, losing to uh, the New York Rangers in '94, mm-hmm. and then they lost to the Bruins in 2011. That's and, what I thought. And the whole city rioted. rioted. Yes, what I said. I thought I knew the the city rioted after, and it was a recent uh, NHL final, not the '94 one where the the Rangers beat their 50 year old uh, streak. But we're gonna talk a little bit of college basketball. What do you guys think of the national championship games? And we'll start with the ladies. Get funky. I mean, I only got to tune in just for the very end of. LSU and uh, Iowa. Were you dressed? Were you uh, dressed up as a bunny, or you had to work? <laughs> I had, I was at work that day. I got you could, you could stream it on your phone. Yeah, I was able to. I was able just to watch on my phone after I got off work and before I had to go to an umpire meeting. Okay, what'd you think? Well, uh, if you if you like offense and scoring and fun, this game was for you. Mm. LSU put up a hundo. Which I believe that's the first time that's ever happened to the national championship. Mm-hmm, 102 points. Uh, but ev- what everybody and their brother was up in arms up was Angel Reese from LSU doing the John Cena, you can't see me to Caitlin Clark and also pointing at her ring finger. Now, allow me to preface by saying, as someone who coaches basketball, I don't condone that. Condone that. I don't condone oh, doing the, and this to an opponent or pointing at your finger, but at most I'd sell them, hey, don't, don't do that again. And that's as far as it would go. But I see everybody coming out of the woodwork using coded language, calling LSU a thug program. That's all. Wait, wait, who's saying this? I've just seen it all over the place. Basically what you're talking about, that cesspool called Twitter. And Facebook as well. And sadly, it's people I know. Are you surprised? Part of me is. Okay, why? Is because, for one, I think people I know would at least know better. Mm-hmm. But apparently they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again... I think that people just like to get mad over stuff that they shouldn't. I mean, look. Because entertaining. Remember what we said, why believe the truth when the lie is more entertaining? Except there's no entertaining lie here. It is an entertaining lie. There's lies all over the place, but keep going. I'll tell you why there's lies. But also, these people seem to forget that Caitlin Clark did the you can't see me when I believe Iowa defeated Louisville, and she did directed it at, and talked some crap to uh, Haley Van Liff. Mm. I believe that was I believe that was the case. It me. was. It was. But yeah. That's a little bit different. But here, here's the thing. On the basketball court, there's going to be smack talking all the time. Uh, but I guess people seem to have their own 
unwritten agendas or rule books for when you can do it or when you can't do it and blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of it is racially motivated because when Caitlin Clark does it, nobody gives a hoot. Angel Reese does it and everybody loses their freaking minds and it drives me nuts. Why does it drive you nuts? Because Angel Reese is black Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark is white, and I think it has a lot of racial undertones. I'm, especially when I see LSU being called a thug program. Come on, people, do better. David, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, and it's been kind of said for the past week. Just kind of, the, it's been racially divisive and racially charged. Um, particularly, it's kind of white commentators commentating on Andrew Reese and really the LSU squad about kind of professionalism and character and what quote unquote winning the right way, which for them is winning the white way, which is you can trash talk, but you know, it can't cross a proverbial line where it becomes offensive. Whereas, I mean, if Caitlin Clark as she came out and said, she's cool with that. That's competition. That's com- that's what competitors do. They talk trash during the competition. I don't see what the problem is. I think the reason why it got blown up is because, of the cesspools on Twitter, and I'll just say it, Barstool Sports yet again, um, kind of fueling, stoking the flames, kind of, you know, calling the, these young women who have more athletic ability and the, the championship ring finger than they have in their entire bodies, um, kind of stirring a pot and making this a big deal. Comp- like, people talk trash. Like, if you played sports, you talk trash to someone. You've gotten someone in their face, and particularly leading up to it, some of the commentary that's happened pre-game and post-game from LSU towards Iowa and Iowa towards LSU, just kind of the gamesmanship. Yeah. Like, that that happens in sports. Yeah. And, and, And the other thing, too, is people are taking it like Angel Reese flipped the bird, heard and yelled something that rhymed with duck boo, which absolutely did not happen. But then again, it seems like people choose to get offended over the dumbest things. Oh, well, I, I think, for, first of all, I think we got to start realizing that Twitter's not the real media. I, I think that's been the problem, is that people get upset over Twitter and then try to lump all people like they were saying, well, the media was saying this about me, or the media was saying that. Was it the real media saying that? Or was it people on Twitter that, once again, as we've said on the show, nobody's, nobody's trying, trying to, to be somebody. Well. You got to get off the Twitter because all they're going to do is just try to agitate you. There's a whole bunch of trolls roaming around. As far as the the, the, the game was concerned, officiating was kind of, was pretty poor. Uh, I thought. Um, oh, trust me, I saw my fair share of complaints about it, and it was poor. Here, here, it was and look, poor. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in the position to really comment on the quality of it because I didn't see stuff. But from what I, from what people seem to be most up in arms about is Caitlin Clark gets no, a technical foul for no, delay again. No, no, no. Once and again, Kim no, Mulkey stop, does stop. not. Let me answer. Jeez, jeez. No, that's not the problem with it because she would. The Iowa was warned for the delay again. Exactly. She threw the ball. That's a tech. The problem with the game was. And it kind of helped LSU out, to be quite honest with you. I think we're getting the victory. And, and, and the stuff that gets lost because all the other crap. The players weren't really 
were kind of handcuffed. You know, you got four fouls amongst the starters in the, in the third quarter for Iowa. Angel Reese and some of the starters had to sit out in the second quarter, but the bench came in, and this is how basically I think LSU won the game was the bench. The bench came in and basically tore them up. That That's what it was. And it's kind of difficult because, and I was talking to one of my college coaching buddies, he was actually down there. You know, he coaches women's basketball at Siena Heights, my buddy Mo, and he actually goes down to the Final Four every year. So, you know, you get tickets and everything. So he was actually, actually at the game. And the thing about it is, is that, let's be honest, when you do your scout, you're going to scout probably the top seven, eight players on there. That's as deep as going to go. Now, when you start to get in foul trouble and you start to go between eight to 11, uh, th- that's kind of crazy. And actually, just, just listen to this. Louisville guard Van Lith enters the transfer portal. Yeah, I saw that. You know, that was who Caitlin Clark was talking trash to. But anyway, I, I really think that it, that right there was the hindrance of of the game for Iowa. They came in. Um, there was a flop against Caitlin Clark when she was trying to get through a screen, and one of the girls did a flop, and they called that. And as you as well, if you've ever played basketball, once you start to get into foul trouble, there's just certain things you can't do. And even the announcers even said that you know it took away a little bit from Clayton, Caitlin Clark's game. It took away a little bit from LSU a little bit, but mostly Iowa. You, you, you can't really play your game. You can't be as aggressive. You can't drive to the hoop. And I think that I would rather have seen the top six or seven players just battle it out. And I think it changed the strategy of the game. And I think to an extent, like I tell people that, you know, I really think that, when that second quarter was the quarter that basically won it for LSU, when they went into to that, um, deeper into their bench, that's what basically they ended up dominating that quarter, and that was the end of it. I mean, they ended up outscoring them. It was twenty-seven and twenty-two at the end of the first. They outscored them thirty-two to uh, twenty, um, and then Morris stepped up in the second half for them. So it was that second quarter, though, was the, the quarter that basically killed them because Iowa came back and beat them by six points in the third, and then they ended up losing by six points in the fourth. But as I told, as I tell everybody, when you get into these games like this, and, and, and like I said, kudos, kudos. I think this is what should have been really focused on in the game was really uh, kudos to uh, Carson, who had 22 points. Oh, Jasmine Carson? Yes, who only had, I don't think had it scored through the whole tournament. Yeah. Or only had 11 points through the whole tournament. Even hit that, I think, that backboard three at the end. Um, you know, Angel Reese had 15 points, 14 rebounds. N- not a bad game, but she was kind of hindered by foul trouble. Um, but I think Morris, though, hitting the mid-range jumpers helped. I do think, though, that it was somewhat racially motivated. I guess there was, you know, LSU was a little upset that they were disrespecting LA, um, South Carolina because they were letting them shoot. Well, that's a game plan. Exactly. And Maryland did the same thing, but nobody's complaining about that. Yeah. And really, LSU should be shaking Iowa's hands because if LSU plays South Carolina, we'd probably be talking about South Carolina being the, the national champs because, as my buddy Lamar says all the time, Basketball is about matchups. Iowa versus LSU, a little bit better matchup because, the, you know, LSU kind of beats them in the athletic um, category. Uh, and I'm looking at the replay here when with the, the phantom, you know, offensive foul there in the, about the third quarter, uh, the flop. 
against Caitlin Clark. But this matchup fared well for LSU. If they would have played South Carolina, I think South Carolina would have beat them by 15 points or more. I mean, they beat them by 25 earlier in the season. And I think the reason why is that is because of just their length with their post players. I don't think Morris gets off those mid-range jumpers and the drop coverage because the length would disturb you. Um, and not to mention, like I said, a lot of the, the, the Cezano from uh, Iowa was out most of the game because of foul trouble. Warnock was out most of the game because of foul trouble. And Caitlin Clark had 30 points. Um, but nobody's really breaking the, down the game like that and talking about it. We're over there talking about the racial component of it, which I think is sad, especially a national championship game that had a lot of uh, of viewers. It was time to shine. People actually took an invested interest in this, and instead we've got referees making the game unbearable to watch, and we're talking about other things, that stuff that basically festered from Twitter. Disappointing. Yeah. And ten million, nearly 10 million people tuned in. Right. But they, I think I understand story styles makes fights. This is a great two contrasting styles. Great game. But it makes me wonder, though, and, and, it, and it, 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 I've thought about this, where how the media is going. And I understand it's big business on television, but I think we're kind of getting away from the purity of fans just watching the game. And obviously it's big money and big business, and now we're turning it into almost, if you look at it, reality TV. We're going to put a storyline on this game to see who we can grab. And, And let's face it, we've talked about it here on this show too. You're trying to get the casual. The casual fan is where you're going to make the money. That's where you're going to get your popularity. You're going to have your diehard like us. We're sports diehards. So we're going to be watching the game, but they want to get that person that doesn't casually watch the game. People will admit to you. Most people are watching this game because of the feats of Caitlin Clark. Uh, absolutely. And she became kind of like, to me, reminded me of Christian Leitner of Duke. A certain segment of people liked her and a certain segment of people didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And there was people that I was talking to that were thinking that because of her, because she's white, that people were trying to root for her and it was her against the black team. You know, no one talked about the other Iowa Hawkeyes. And, you know, South Carolina blew the game and why didn't they double team her and this and that. And the girl still got 30. And there was people that were happy. And there were people that were happy because they said she did the same thing as Angel Reese, which I will clarify. Here's my thing. I don't mind trash talking. I know that you can't see me. What I didn't like was that, and maybe you agree with me, maybe you won't. Angel Reese chasing her down yeah. to taunt her. That is totally wrong because that could have went left. Yeah, that was, yeah that that was something that was something I that's the re- main reason why I didn't condone it. And yeah. I and because I had a talk with. Uh, I actually had a talk with the former Blissfield baseball coach Larry Tuttle about this. He said, "Yeah, I, I think people are getting too up in arms about it, but the whole chasing her down was stepping over the line." Stepping over the line, yeah. The, the go and doing that, and you got to remember when Caitlin. Here's another thing because we live in the the inner the 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 social media world, which is fake. I think people need to start realizing: stop living in the social media world. It's fake. It's not real life, and people can cut clips, make pictures, distort. A story in a heartbeat. Haley Van Lith, who just entered the transfer portal, portal from Louisville, was talking trash to Caitlin Clark the entire game. And she's been known to be a trash talker because people have 
come up to her in the in the handshake line and said something to her because she called some girl the B word. Oh, jeez. So I don't think Caitlin. I remember watching that game. Caitlin Clark wasn't saying much of anything, and the girl was just talking, talking. She had to tell the girl to shut up. You're down by 15 points, which is true. I've seen it. Like guys and girls. If you're down, you can't be talking that trash. You got to pay attention and try to win the game. She kept talking, kept talking. She must have said something that triggered her, and she said, well, you can't see me. But she didn't go and follow Haley around and do it and waited to see her. her. She just said, "Uh uh-uh, you can't see me, went to her bench and hyped her bench up. That's fine. If, if, If Angel Reese went over there and said, yeah, you can't see me, quick and walked away and then did it at her bench and then said ring me to her fans I have no problem with that but the, the problem I had is, is that you went after that girl and you went after the girl because you knew she wasn't going to do anything because let's, let's just be honest let's just let's be honest here this could have went totally sideways and then the real story could have been I mean we've had this happen at BG a girl gets punched in the in the in the handshake line because I guess the girl was playing a little bit too physical defense Angela Reese goes and do that. What if what if Caitlin Clark clocked her? Then what? Oh, geez. That, then that would really be an S-storm. Yes. Or what if in the handshake line, one of her teammates goes to protect her? You know, because everyone says we love that 80s, 90s basketball. Yeah. And then- Somebody goes, well, before you pick up that trophy, you need to go pick up your teeth because I'm going to knock you them out of your mouth. Stuff like that is where it is, is, you know, taunting going too far. You know, if, you, if you're going to do it, you know, I don't mind if you hit a jumper in their face and you go, you can't see me. You know, that's fine. But to go around and go on the court for 10 seconds and trying to chase the girl down to, to, to make a point. And then I didn't understand them being upset that they disrespected South Carolina. I, I've never seen that before. Like, well, we, you know, you're sticking up for a, a team in your conference with this SEC love because I'm pretty sure if South Carolina was playing you in the championship game, they were going to try to humiliate you. Well, that's just how, that's just the way of life in the SEC is that uh, they they tend to stick up for each other unless it's mm. unless it's unless unless it's. Auburn and Alabama, or Florida and Georgia, yeah, or I, I'm a competitor. I don't, yeah. I don't give a rat's ass. I, I, what somebody does in another. I game. have said the same. I have said the same thing to my family in Louisiana, who are LSU fans, who will say, especially my uncle. I tell him he says, "Oh, we got you got to root for Alabama, the championship game." I'm like, like, look, Uncle Mike, with all due respect, they're your rival. You don't want the. I'm not going to You don't want them to win. I mean, even in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, there's people out there, well, I I, I choose, I, I hate Michigan, and I love people that beat on Michigan. And then people, you've seen bumper stickers like that, or the same vice versa for Michigan. But yeah, I wouldn't have, I would have went over there and shook Caitlin Clark's hand like, man, that was a great game you had against South Carolina. Thanks for getting them out of the way. Now, I'm going to beat you. I mean, that's this is how, I guess, my mentality is shaped up to be. Because, like I said, South Carolina and LSU, that wasn't a good matchup for LSU at all. So for them to knock them off, okay, cool, you know, great. You get your, you know, your little bit of fame, and now we're going to get this win. But I, I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older, I, I think the, the shut up and play basketball, I guess, is in a, in a sense. And I, I don't want to be harsh like that. I, I get all the jabbing, the ribbing, the jabbing, and all that, and a little bit of trash talk makes it entertaining. 
I just thought this whole thing was a microchasm of just stuff going overboard and people overreacting and, you know, calling people thugs and out their name. It's starting to show you where we're, we're, we're getting to where you're blurring the lines between reality and real or reality and fake life. I mean, people are getting bold and saying stuff to people where back in the day you wouldn't say that because now because you can reach out to somebody through a messenger or just say something behind a keyboard or behind your phone. Now people are getting bold enough to do stuff out in public. And I said, this just is it's, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody will. David, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about this whole aspect, obviously it's fueled by social media. It's fueled by the networks that need something to talk about in their A blocks, B blocks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I would agree, kind of chasing, like chasing and following kind of Caitlin Clark with the trash talking with the championship ring, kind of. I, yeah, I think for a lot of people, that's where the escalated, you know, classless calling, you know, calling her a piece of crap. Uh, like that's where all of that flew from. I think kind of just the simple, you can't see me, mm-hmm. like you said, like that would have been totally fine. But I think, Kind of the extra added on, which uh, in the in the heat of competition, I understand it happens. Would I have done it? Probably. Um, but like, I think taking that and then blowing it up to a microcosm of you know, professionalism and class and kind of making this making it this larger conversation where people have spent the last week, you know, talking about it. And yeah, it, it's a lot. It takes away from what was a great national championship game. Definitely better than the men. We can talk about that in a second, but like uh, two great games where both teams were coming out swinging and at the end of the day, LSU was able to, kind of squeeze out Iowa, granted, you know, with the foul trouble and just kind of the supporting cast around Caitlin Clark between foul trouble and just, yeah, just the game plan, but then also giving credit to LSU's bench for really stepping up and really carrying that team in the national championship game, particularly, uh, I'm trying to think it's either in the third or fourth quarter where um, Jasmine had her, as a majority of her points. But yeah, in late game situations where the depth really came into play. Yeah, all that's getting taken out of um taken out of the picture and then we're focusing on Andrew Reese and Caitlin Clark and what Dr. Joe Biden said about inviting both to the White House and participation trophies. I'm like, you're just just you shut up. Just you didn't have to say that. Like LSU is going to the White House, not Iowa. Like, yeah, so that, I thought UConn's that was a, going to the White House, not yeah, not San Diego State. State. Like, yeah, I thought that was a little strange too, and I think that somewhat some people were saying that you know Iowa's now being used as a political pawn once again. Twitter of of fakeness, I thought was a little absurd. Why would you ask Iowa to come? They they lost. You have LSU come. I mean. Because they both played so great, and 
they were both competitive and we want to congratulate losers as if that's what mm. this country is coming to. But but now, like I said, yeah. once again here, I think that's a total lie. I think that was just made up. I think that was just once again, either to take, you know, the eyes off the white house and, and, and focus on something as stupid as trivial as sports or basically, um, I kind of think that um, that was just that was just awful. That was just an awful take, and it, and it was very disrespectful to me to LSU. But once again, though, look where we're getting our source of news nowadays: Twitter, which is sad. Frank, you on? Tw- I noticed you're on your phone. Were you on Twitter? You looking up some some information? Uh, no, just getting some more garbage. No, it was not on Twitter. I mean, you love Twitter. You love to argue on Twitter. I don't Not so much. But LSU, congratulations to them. They win. They get the most points. Like I said, I wish the officiating was a little bit different. Um, Kaitlin Clark still got 30 points. Uh, not to mention, also, congratulations to a local Zaya Cook. Now it's going to the WNBA. Angel Reese is not going to come out because she's making more money as, on the NIL than most of the top uh, players in the all. league. Ooh. That's a whole other matter in itself. Why is that? <laughs> well, I mean, look, she's making money with her NIL deal, but I think it just shows that the WNBA owners need to pony up. Mm, but how are you going to pony up if you don't have the finances to do it? You don't really have a great TV deal that's pumping in a lot of money to you. And let's just be honest, a lot of people aren't really busting down the doors like they are at the college game to go watch games at the arena. Well, <laughs> something's going to have to be done. I don't have the answer, but I hope somebody finds one. Mm. All right. Well, fellas, let's move along to the men's game. A little bit more boring. Um, UConn, surprise, surprise. I think you predicted it, didn't you? Was it you? Yes. But, I mean, come on, Frank. Look who was in the Final Four. You <laughs> weren't really a Nostradamus here. but Wasn't trying to be. <laughs> UConn kind of ran away with the game. And they're the national champions. Jordan Hawkins has put his name in the NBA draft. Uh, did you guys even watch the game? I watched it on the CBS March Madness rebound, but this was just. I watched. Mm. A, I watched a little bit mm. of it when I uh, mm. when I got home Monday night, and I said, uh, and "Now I this should have been a game where if you wanted to entice fans, you should have had a damn storyline with this one, but they didn't do that. But I guess these these guys didn't make up much of a storyline for it anyway. But. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't really much there other than right. UConn's going for their fifth national championship, and it's another one that they're trying to win in the state of Texas. Yes, I think they're four and zero. Yes, in the uh, state of Texas. Yeah, their fir- the first one they won, I believe, was in Tampa. Tampa. Yes, Tampa was the first one in '99. But they, yes, they've won in San Antonio and Houston for their uh, national championships. And you just don't think they're a blue blood. Well, there's a part of me that does. I mean, the five national championships definitely speaks for itself. But the other, the other side of the coin is this. There's been a lot of recent years where they haven't made it in mm-hmm. more, more than once. And there's been years where they get in and they get bounced. So I mean, it's that's kind of what I believe I said last week. They're pretty much a feast or famine team. Yeah, anyway. but isn't that with most college programs? I mean, North True. Carolina didn't make it in. Mm-hmm. Duke kind of bounced early in their blue blood. Kentucky, you know, 
Like, yeah, every team is Kansas. East Mm-hmm. Well, I think UConn is a little bit more prevalent because, I mean, the Dukes and the Kansases and the Kentuckys, more often, way more often than not, they're in they're in the field. UConn, it's they're not in a lot more often than those teams are. So, I mean, I think I think that's re- I think that's what's really the sticking point for me is that if you're not, you've got you at least got to get in. But I think it's just the the lack of that consistency, he isn't there. But, I mean, I think, obviously, I think with Dan, I think next few years with Dan Hurley at the helm, I think, yeah, he can probably further cement your status. This is one. In fact, I looked at ESPN's way to really top 25. UConn's the number one team going in there next year. But, of course, I know they're going to have a lot to replace because Hawkins is gone. I think Sino- Adama Sonogo is probably going to be gone too. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, they've got some good. I think they got some good recruits coming in. Who knows how if they land anybody in the portal or not? Yeah, I, like I said, it was it was kind of cut and dry on the men's side. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts, David? Because like I said, it was kind of cut and dry. It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the last second shot that was hit by San Diego State over Florida Atlantic, because Florida Atlantic was this close yeah. to making it. And what if Florida Atlantic would have won? I will say this, though. I think a lot of mid-major coaches went, that San Diego State lost and Florida Atlantic got knocked out by them. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Because right now, if you're in a mid-major, uh, Toledo, and they see one mid-major do it, the pressure is on you now. Because back, let's be honest, back in the day, if you were a mid-major, you had no shot, none, of even making it to the national championship game, let alone a Final Four. You know, for mid-majors, if you win one game in the tournament, woo you're happy. If you make the Sweet 16, buckle up, baby. You're getting an extension and a bag of, you know, back up the Brinks truck to your house. But think about it. If a mid-major were to win the national championship, how much pressure is it now on coaches in leagues like the Horizon League, the MAC? Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a whole other can of worms. There's a whole other can of worms. The AAC, because it's possible now. It's possible that you could, if you put together a great team, you could probably make a run in the tournament. And now, just to make the, just to win your conference championship, make the tournament, and win one or two games in the big dance. And now that sixteen seeds are being number one seeds, and people are seeing that the transfer portal how it's affecting these teams and watering down the blue bloods with strengthening the mid to low majors. It's going to be interesting the next probably five years, I think. Yeah. It, it absolutely will be. Yeah, but of course, the Greg other, Sailor says Happy Easter. Hey, Greg. And of course, the other thing too is these mid-major coaches that actually are able to go on runs. Mm-hmm. How long do they stay there? Because mm-hmm. how long do you think Dusty Bay's going to stick around in Florida Atlantic? Because there might be a Power Five job calling him with uh, at least. Seven figure reasons to go somewhere else. Who's that? Who Dusty May? Right for Power Five. Why go to the Power Five though? Or there's actually Power Six, dude, in in, in college basketball. Because you got to remember the the Big East. Yeah. There's there, there's P sixes. 
Yeah, well, anyway. Why? Think about it. Why would I go to a Power 5 where I can get transfers to come in and still be as, be as competitive? With, with how much money are you going to make? You're going to make a whole bunch of incentives. Well. The more money you make, the more problems you get and the more pressure you get. You can go out here and, this, no. it, and you still make. How much How much more amount of money are you going to make? An extra 300000 which you know. Probably. Know. You can probably make millions more. Mi- a million? How? If you're at a mid-major and you're already making $600,000, let's say your base salary is 400000 and then you can make upwards of 600000 with different incentives. And you go to a Power 5 and your power base... Power 6. Or power, sorry. <laughs> I've, I got to get used to saying that. Yeah, for college basketball, it's, it's P6. Okay, Football, no. P5. Okay. So you go to a Power 6, your base salary can be doubled, at least. Yeah, but if you have one or two bad seasons in a row, yeah. you're axed. You're axed. Yeah. Where in mid-major, you keep doing this, the fans love you, they don't want to see you leave. I mean, look at Robin Fralick. Look at Mark Few. That was going to be like, yeah. he's yeah. been in Gonzaga for Yeah. And there's some like, people Adam that... Morrison came back to coach. Right. And actually, he does... No, he actually... And he also does sure. um, color. He does color for yeah, Gonzaga. Um, and, and also think about that, yeah. Mark Few, that's a great situation that he's in. But now some people are getting Mark Few on the hot seat because they're saying, well, consistently you're always in the tournament. And really, even though you're in a mid-major program, you're not really considered, or a mid-major conference, you're not really considered a mid-major program. Mm-hmm. So now some people want the Power Six heat on him. Probably just because he's been a victim of his own success. They've been dominating what... What a lot of people call the Weenie Hut Junior League. and The what? The Weenie Hut Junior League. They the call- Weenie Hut Junior League. I guess they think the Where'd you get that? Where did you get that term from? Twitter? <laughs> I just overheard it somewhere. No, you heard it on Twitter. That's what you it heard. It wasn't Twitter. That sounded like a Twitter term. It was not Twitter. I can tell you that. You part. heard that somebody said that in public, a Weenie Hut <laughs> Junior League. Yes, I heard it on the radio. No, oh, it was Valenti. not from who you think it was. It was Valenti, wasn't it? Was it was not Valenti. This, you mean to tell me you, you got would, it from Twitter? You got it from Twitter. No, I didn't. You mean to tell me that you were randomly listening to some the Michigan? Let me guess, the Michigan Sports Talk nope. report. You were randomly listening to a show, and somebody said, "Yeah, they're playing that Weenie Hut Junior League." Woo. I'll tell you who said it. It was Jim Costa. Who's that? He's on ninety-seven-one. He felt he was actually filling in with the. Uh, he was actually filling in for Valenti, so. Oh, but, but I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh at it. Yeah, but I, I knew it because you don't listen to any other shows besides us and Valenti, who is, like we said on the commercial, is your father figure. Well, I just list, I was just listening on the replay when I got off work. So basically, so. you were listening to your father figure. Uncle Costa came in, and you got listen her. No, Valenti was not on. Right, exactly. Yeah. You were trying to listen to the Valenti show. Your father figure. Because I can't listen at work. Right. Your father. Oh, yeah. You can't put no earbuds in? Nope. Mm. They got rules about that. Not my. Take it Take it up with uh, safety team. And management. So your father figure wasn't on. So Uncle Costa came in and filled in on the show, basically. Yeah. And he's and kind of a mixed. And the Junior League. 
You know, everybody called the West Coast Conference. I couldn't, even though I, th- I couldn't help but laugh at it, but I think that's a little bit disrespectful for the West Coast Conference because Gonzaga isn't the only quote unquote good program in there. I mean, St. Mary's. St. Mary's. BYU's been good, even though they were kind of down a little bit this year. They're in the WCC? Yeah, BYU's in the WCC. Really? Yeah. Oh, How, thought, you didn't know that? I thought they were independent. or For football, they were. Right, okay. Football, they were. Well, they're they're supposed to be going to the Big 12 for football, I think. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I, you know, to be quite honest with you, I, I did not know that. You know, I, I, unfortunately, I'm sorry about that. I thought that BYU was either independent or they were in the Mountain West. <laughs> well, they were they were in the Mountain West, then That's they moved. What I thought. That was because then they moved the, to independent, mm-hmm. and now they're in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. Also, uh, Cody Stanfield joining on the live feed. He's asking about when the. When the David's mock draft is coming, don't worry, Cody. David's going to have that coming up later on. You haven't missed anything, right? Exactly. I, I mean, is he waiting so he can put some bets in on the draft, or was he was he waiting for? And he I, just I, wants never, to hear what David has to say. Oh, I didn't know. I've never. We've never had fans on here so antsy to hear about a mock NFL draft. Oh, Probably that. Lions fans wondering if I'm going to go. Oh yeah, he wants to know about the who the Lions are taking at six and eighteen. Heck, I'll, David, I'll admit, I even want to know what you got. So We'll talk about the kittens later, all right? More NCAA basketball. The Weenie Junior Hut. The Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> God, so, yeah, that's that's very interesting. So let's wrap up this subject, as you're right. In the, in the, in, speaking of which, of the Weenie Hut <laughs> Junior League, the WHJL, a.k.a. the WCC, you got Gonzaga, you got St. Mary's, you got Saint Santa Clara. They're not bad. Loyola Marymount Lions at one point weren't bad in the early '90s with Hank Gathers and Bimbo Cole. Not Bimbo Cole, but Bo Kimball. San Francisco Dons. San Francisco's had some good years. I do mm, remember, especially with old Billy Russell. Yeah. BYU Cougars, the Pacific Tigers, which I believe is the the <laughs> the home of Michael Olowen Candy. Yes. Portland Pilots. Portland, I think, was actually pretty solid to start the year, mm-hmm. but then they just kind of petered, petered out. out. San Diego Toros, yeah, and the Pepperdine that. Waves. Yeah, Pepperdine, uh, Pepperdine, and San Diego. I don't think have done anything of impact in recent years. No, nothing. Final thoughts, fellas. <laughs> we got to hurry up and get to that NFL mock draft. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see at least what happens off season with the portal. We're already seeing it. Yeah, yeah. There. Well, what, Hunter Dickerson is out of Michigan. Caleb Love is going to Michigan. Um, even though David thinks Hunter Dickerson might come back, me and you think that's a long shot. And hell no, the hell is frozen over by five times before Hunter Dickerson comes back. But we'll never know. Yeah, and then also. NBA draft deadline. True. I got to take that into consideration as to who declares, who doesn't, and or if anyone uh, who's committed decides to go elsewhere. Or who knows? A lot, still a lot that can happen. And, and next season is going to look a lot different, too, because there's a lot of con- conference challenges that are going by the wayside. True. David. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah, if it wasn't for Jim Nance, I'm pretty sure that men's game probably would have been on CBS Sports Network year. 
Oh, uh, yes, the yeah. end of an era. That's right. Hello, friends. Yeah, except uh, he's on, but he's on the Masters. Though, yes, so he, he 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 is. will do Masters and NFL football. He's just not no. Doing I think he's done. He's done doing NFL. football. No, no, he's still doing NFL. Football. Oh, he is. Yes, oh, yes. I thought because what I heard was Iron Eagle was going to take his spot for for college basketball. Oh, okay. Yes, but he's just because he's going to take stop doing. He's going to do less college basketball so he can be more free time with his family. But he's still going to do the Masters and then. After that, he's just going to be stick strictly football. Okay. Yeah, he's still going to be with Tony Romo. Then <laughs> that's another story for another time. Or some people call him Tony Blomo. Uh, I I I think Tony, I I won't get into it because that's that's another subject for another time. It is. It is. Wow. Well, fellas, that was that was pretty good right there with that with that segment. Now we're coming up next. You want to do NBA playoffs? Yeah, we should talk about who's not going. That's more interesting, isn't it? Well, this uh, especially, uh, well, I think the team I'm referring to had somewhat of an epic collapse. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because mostly due to someone that got brought in. Uh, I'll get more in depth with that because I don't think that person should get all the blame. I think that was more put point the finger at management. David? It's a team game, and there is no I in team. There is no I in lose. But there is an I in win. And team is an M and an E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you listen to 88.3 WGTs after further review Saturdays, whenever to two. And then we always, if you missed the segment like this one, we'll always post. Have you guys been listening? One, one week, we got like over 500 listens. Did you notice? Was that you, Frank, keep clicking on it? No. Oh, okay. me. Okay. But yeah, we're on well, SoundCloud. If we did, then hey, even better. Right. SoundCloud and iTunes, make sure you, you listen to us. I don't know if Cody Stanfield listens to us after the show's over, listen to our segments. Um, but he seems like he, he's a good guy. He, he, is he your age? Uh, yeah, he graduated Savior from high school as me. Did he go to Ida? Yes. Okay. What did he think when you started coaching at Dundee? Did you think you were Benedict Arnold? Uh, I don't think he really said too much about it. Mm. Now he can. And, uh, yeah. And they don't really, nobody's really said too much since I've gone, moved on to Bedford. Because you left the enemy. That's why. I don't think really anybody gives a hoot anymore. No, remember you used to, but you used to get people upset on Friday Night Victors with some of your takes. Oh, well, some well, sometimes they don't want. Sometimes some people just like to be told how pretty they are. Yeah, that's called Twitter. No we'll, argument here. Right, we'll be back after this on eighty-eight point three WGTs. After further review.